Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Hey guys, it's Dave DeFord. Join me and my buddy Seth Partnow and Mo DeKeel every Friday right here on The Athletic NBA Show for Nerdishy Road, a podcast that attempts to look at the cutting edge of the NBA and the sport of basketball. Whether it's sports science, a deep dive on X's and O's, tales from the video room, or the next big thing in analytics, you can find it all every single Friday on Nerdishy Road right here on The Athletic NBA Show. Join us this Saturday for an all-new episode of The Athletic NBA Show. Saturday Slam and Jam, hosted by me, Andrew Schlecht. I'll be joined by my co-hosts Alex Spears and many of the athletic beat writers that you know and love. We will recap the week of the NBA, play some NBA trivia, and just overall talk about the league that we love most. So while you're flipping your flapjacks, tending to your yard or just sipping your coffee on Saturday morning listen to Saturday Slam and Jam on the Athletic NBA show want an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news and trends in the NBA listen to the NBA Daily Ding podcast Monday through Friday wake up and turn up the NBA Daily Ding to stay informed on all things NBA here at the Athletic and wherever you get your podcasts welcome to the Athletic NBA show Monday through Friday on the Athletic Podcast Network I do have a take. Point of contention. Uh, what are y'all talking about? Y'all hate Stop hating. Welcome to Point of Contention. Five subjects, five minutes, five points of contention. Coming up on today's show, we've got a play-in with the Lakers and the Warriors. We've got some beef with the scoring titles. We got a hierarchy in the East. It's award season. And the scoring title has never been more contentious than it is right now. I'm Zach Harper. That's Jade Hoy producing. In this corner, the Bay Area legend and author of two, count them, two books about the Warriors dynasty, the one and only Marcus Thompson. Marcus, what the hell's going to happen with the Oakland A's? Uh, if they keep talking that head, they can get up out of town. They can go act like they got another place to go. But the truth is, they have nowhere to go. You know what they're doing, Ethan? Mm. They are that that person in a relationship who starts packing the bags and say, I'm leaving, mm-hmm. and then stand at the door waiting for you to say something like, are you just going to let me walk out? And they start moving real slow because all they really want is for you to say, baby, please don't leave. <laughs> but you know what I do to that, Ethan? You know what I do? What? I act like I'm not even paying attention. Go ahead and go about mm. the door. You know why? Because another day, another Quelo, she'll love me in the morning. Marcus, I once had a girlfriend who I was waiting to break up with me because I was... Not sure what would happen if I broke up with her. Break up with me, leave the house, come running back in and say, I couldn't even make it to the car. And I said, <laughs> no, you broke up with me. We're done. It's, no, it's it. it. She blew it. She blew it. And in this corner, <laughs> Bay Area suburban legend and author of the book, The Victory Machine, still available in paperback. Ethan Sherwood Strauss. Ethan, I got a question for you. What is Gabagool? 
It's Capicola. That's what it is. It's uh, it's classic. It's, it's just a uh, meat. It's just a meat. It's nitrates. What? I thought Bring it was it over pasta here. sauce. <laughs> oh, gravy and gabagool were the that, same thing. That, that makes Tony Soprano horny. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so weird. Look, man, I love I love all the East Coast dialects. I like the Jade, Connecticut, Gahead dialect. I love yeah. the J- Jersey Italian dialect. I love the Mayor of Easttown Philly dialect. Bring them all to me. I enjoy it. I love the Baltimore it's dialect. Mayor, not I've only mayor. Heard. Mayor. Yeah, mayor. 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 Does it sound like I'm saying mayor? I I, I know it's. I, I can't even say it right. Mayor of Easttown. Is that what it is? It sounds like you're saying you, mayo, but you got that country er on the end. Easttown, where you where you uh, eat hoagies and drink cakes. Is is that the place we're talking Throw about? Throw your hands <laughs> in the air. It's just such a like it just bastardization of vowels, isn't it? Right. There's so many extra <laughs> vowels on the East Coast. It drives you know, you me know, crazy. I've got a theory before we get to the basketball. The Philly accent screws people up because it's almost like the uncanny valley. This idea that um, a computer-generated image, if it looks too close to a person, will look really creepy and weird. You know, it's in between looking like a cartoon and looking like a person. That's the Philly accent because – Often when they're talking, they sound normal and you're, you're you're relaxed and you're going, OK, this is a normal person talking to me. And then it will be, ew, it's like, whoa, what just happened? You know, you know, when you're hearing somebody, somebody Southern, you're hearing a Southern accent. You know, when you're hearing somebody from Boston, you're hearing a Boston accent. The Philly accent just jumps out at you. It surprises you. So that's that's why everyone. everyone I think is, Chicago is and Minnesota up. does the same thing. I think bit. it does. I think we can all agree California's just the, the right way to talk. All right, Jade, start yes. the clock. Bingo. Speaking of California, whoa, boy, in the words of J.E. Skeets, can it be? Can this be happening? Are we about to witness a play-in game for the ages? Los Angeles Lakers are still Golden State's most likely opponent in a possible 7-8 matchup, and that will be just what the TV ratings doctor ordered. This comes at a time when the Lakers are stumbling into the playoffs and the Warriors seem to be finding their groove to think to think some people were calling on this team to tank ethan only jade there's only you wrote this in your most recent article the team's relentless averageness has been a running joke the good and the bad of the roster has for much of the season stayed nearly in perfect balance at least until recently with the good breaking out down the stretch the question is whether this team has some untapped potential that could blossom on the big playoff stage ethan do you see the warriors snatching this hypothetical game Ooh, it's so hard to go that far. I would argue that they have more potential, that they are a better playoff situation team than they are a regular season team. Would I go so far as to say, oh, they're going to beat the Lakers? Man, I the Lakers are a pretty tough matchup just with all their size. And then they're just the confounding variables of who the hell is is healthy on that particular team. What am I expecting from LeBron? Uh, when he does return, uh, that's I know I should give a take. I know I should firmly say it. I will swivel away from giving a strong take and just explain a little bit why I think the Warriors can punch above their weight. Uh, it's you're going to get more set, uh, staff. You're going to get like a half a quarter more Steph Curry for this team. That is huge. You're going to get maybe I don't even know half a quarter more Draymond at center. That's when the Warriors are at their more uh, most potent. And also 
a lot of the Warriors' averageness has to do with playing guys who have been hurting them because they needed to or they were pot committed. They needed to validate their decision to get Kelly Oubre, so Kelly Oubre got minutes. Now he's hurt. They needed to validate their draft pick and develop James Wiseman along the way, even though he was hurting them in the here and now. Now he's hurt. So the Warriors with their shortened rotation have been freed. I would say, Marcus, they are no longer average. We can pronounce them. Wow. Slightly above average. Marcus, what do you think Ethan wants to answer? Since he won't answer the question, I'll just ask you know Ethan pretty well. What does he want to say? He wants to say they should be the three seed. That's what he he wants to say Mm. that the Warriors are going to the Western Conference Finals because Steph is going to take over. That's what he wants to say. But he's trying to shield himself from Homer takes. Well, yeah, because when we get to Bazemore versus Beal later on, I'm going to sound more like a homer. So I need to soft pedal this. We got to get there. We got to work up to it. So, but why are we talking about this anyway? It's going to be Warriors Portland. Are we looking at these schedules Mm. here? Are are we looking Mm. at what's going on? The Lakers have Houston. Hey, Zach, is Houston a good team? Uh, you know, I had said no. December 2nd that they weren't going to make the playoffs after reports that James Harden might want to be traded. And then the city of Houston uh, seemed to question if I know anything about basketball. And I don't remember how that one ended up. Uh, I'm sure they're knocking on the door. What about Indiana? Are they a good team? Indiana sucks. <laughs> I, they should not be allowed in the playing tournament. Nobody wants to watch them anymore. And what about New Orleans without Zion and Brandon Ingram? Are, are they any good? I, those they weren't that good with those two, so without them, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm looking at the Lakers going three and zero to to end the season, and, and and Portland has a little bit tougher time, right? They've got Utah, they've got Phoenix, and they've got Denver. Somehow, mm-hmm. as much as you know, Ethan would like this ratings boost for this one off game. I think we're gonna <laughs> get the Dame Steph showdown in the play-in tournament. I, I think the Lakers will be and, spared and, and, and from playing. And thing. who are you picking? Who, who you got? Who you got in that one? Ooh, that, that, that's a tough one. It's Uh-oh. in Portland. I, look, I'm going with the Warriors just because I've watched them beat Portland so much. Yeah. I wonder I why. I can't pick against them. Portland's going to have to beat against- them in order for me to believe that it's possible. <laughs> I was about to say that it's a Steph versus Portland thing, but it's also a Draymond, yeah, it's a Draymond versus That's Portland the real thing. key. That, to me, that's the real key. They don't have Clay. Obviously, that's a factor, but this team just seems to figure out a way to beat Portland in the playoffs. And until the Blazers exercise that demon, and it's one game, so they probably could, right? Dame could go off, but it's in Portland, probably. So uh, I still, I've, I've seen this song and dance enough mm. to think the Warriors will win that game. Yeah, I, I, that's what I would predict. Can't wait to see the line. That that will be a tasty line. Want to see what the public says? I also want to say. I think they got they got to get a little more Jordan Poole in there. If these teams are going to six-tuple guard Steph Curry when he's coming down half court in some of these plays, they, they can't be in a situation they were in in the 2019 finals where Steph kicks it out and then they swing it around and nobody can do anything off the dribble. I know he's, he's very young. I know many have doubted. Zach Harper has doubted. But I do believe the young, do we call them a sophomore in the NBA? What's the term for second-year player? I suppose only if it's, it's a second-year player. Only if they have o- a slump, then it's a only sophomore it's slump. A, yeah. Only if it's a slump. Uh, I think they got to put the, the untested guy in the deeper waters and maybe start giving him over 20 minutes a game. That's also what I'm saying. I do think Portland, though, 
I mean, they, they've got a lot of weapons. They, they, they're going to be a tough out. and They're playing well right now, but they, they, I think Powell adds another dimension. Carmelo adds another dimension. Like, the Warriors are going to need Wiggins and Poole to ball out. But, man, that, that, there are some demons to be exercised by the Blazers. I can still see uh, some, of those, some of those fans' faces when they thought they were going to win and somehow they didn't. So they, uh, they have some trauma there. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Portland's got a lot of veterans. They maybe have all the veterans. Take two. Where have all the veterans gone? You know what? What was that? Oh, man. I wish I could remember her name. Where have all, have all the veterans gone? Is that another Margaritaville thing? I don't know. No, it's a, a it's a Dawson's Creek that, thing, I think. I can't remember her name, though. But, oh, my goodness. What a fantastic that 1997 time capsule that was. It was where have all the cowboys gone? But we're putting veterans in there. But, fellas. The Triple Double King, Paula Cole. Thank you, Jade. Paula Cole. Shout out to her unless she did something to get canceled that I never saw. Fellas, the Triple Double King, Russell Westbrook, became the NBA's all-time Triple Double leader with 182 in his career, surpassing the great Oscar Robertson. That's bum. On Monday night, just another example of older NBA players flourishing. Chris Paul, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Pretty much grandpa's in this league on this week's hoops to Jason with David Aldridge and one Marcus Thompson, Jamal Crawford talked about the lack of veterans on many teams. Jake, play the tape. I think vets aren't valued like they were once upon a time. Obviously it's a younger league. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, yep. uh, you know, now like we talk about Steph at 32, like he's, you know, I hear people, he's older, he's old, he's older. Like this is like in his prime. I seen Michael Jordan win the MVPs at 35, you know, that was like a men's yeah. league, but now with the league so young, uh, if you're, you know, in your 30s, you're considered a fossil. Marcus, reflecting back to your show, do you think that NBA teams need to put a stronger emphasis on bringing more veterans back into the league? I, I do, actually. Uh, they need them in the playoffs. And when you look at the postseason, the teams that win, it's not a bunch of 22-year-olds, right? Uh, there, there's, a, there's a saying, I think it was Terry Cummings. I, I might be getting this wrong, but he's like, you know. Uh, Terry Cummings. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, basically young players can't teach young players how to play, right? Like you need vets. And the days of Jawan Howard being on the end of the bench just to bring a veteran presence do, does feel like, they're gone. And I, I think teams like Miami, right? Like they, they are proof, man. You need some OGs. You need your Udonis Haslam's. You need the presence in the locker room. And some of these players are still good and can be valuable. And you're watching players, teams run out 22, 17, 22 year olds out there and wonder why they don't win. In the end, veterans win games and i bet you at the end of the year when you look at the rosters of the teams that are you know having a say in who wins it won't be a bunch of young players it'll be some ogs i think that's right i do fear though as we have this conversation that kevin pelton is going to turn around and come out with one of those debunking articles that say actually the nba has never been older 
Never been older. Right, right. <laughs> the average age is average age is thirty five, and this whole premise that Jamal Crawford's operating under is entirely false. I don't know. I don't know the degree to which the NBA has trended uh, age wise. I suspect it's gotten a little bit less veteran heavy. I know people have talked about it, and I do believe in the value of veterans. I was recently watching uh, Charles Barkley talk about how important Moses Malone was in his career. And I, I found it fascinating. And I, I look to it for inspiration now as I try to get in better shape uh, coming out of this whole pandemic where Barkley comes in and, and he's bad. He's pouty. He didn't have a very good first season. I think he was 290 pounds. And uh, Moses Malone just basically told him, look, you're fat. Uh, this is what you got to do. Lose 10 pounds. And, you know, Barkley loses 10 pounds and he's killing it. And then Moses says, okay, lose another 10. And they just keep working together to the point where Moses has him going down to 240, getting way too skinny, and then having to come to the recognition, the realization that his playing weight is 250. And it was just so interesting to me to see the process and to see how much Moses was the guy guiding his career as opposed to any coach early on. I think that is true for a lot of players. And also, uh, incidentally, as an aside, uh, Charles Barkley is not only a Hall of Famer, but he is a Hall of Fame fat is potential in disguise theory. Don't know how I got there. Don't know how I digressed, but we got of there. Of course you got you were going to get there though, right? Of course this was mm-hmm. going to lead back to your grand theory. Uh, well, yeah. uh, how, how, many th- wait, how many players has that worked out for? Kevin Love is also on my all fattest potential in disguise team right there. So your answer's two? Is you've named <laughs> hey, two? I, I asked how I many came, all I you did back, was name another I, person. Hey, hey, I came back with a quick one. You got to give me that. You know, you were expecting nothing. Oh, I mean, Glenn Davis didn't, he didn't fulfill his potential, you know, but what I will do to pad the list, I will do the classic thing of maybe naming another guy or two and saying, and the list goes on. That's the other thing you got to do. Oh, that's a great move. That's a veteran move right there. Um, Yeah. With the with the veterans, so I mean I, Andre 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 Drummond, you know, I think has done better in his NBA career what? than people might have He's thought. He's been a he negative was, over the last six years. Ah, oh, come on! But he initially, I think, uh, he was he was impressive out the gate. I think he I think he fat his potential and disguised it. No, James absolutely. Harden, James Harden, He's gotten fatter. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, and then I mean James Harden transforms. Quickly, have you noticed that? By the way, I've never seen anybody get out of shape and in shape faster. Draymond's pretty fast. fast. Draymond's pretty fast too. He'll, oh, he'll make it happen. Yeah, in Draymond a few weeks. can make, and Draymond can make that team because he was in such worse shape at Michigan State than he was as an NBA player. So, look, I mean, you can fill out this roster. Pardon the pun. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's up there, and uh, some guys never made it. You know, some guys never fulfilled their potential. But there there are some guys. There's certainly some guys. It's still a rule. I believe in it. Well, then the wait is over for take three. Take three. Ah! <laughs> this thing's getting heavy. Nets versus Sixers. Who you got over in the Eastern Conference? The buzz for the playing tournament is there, albeit minimal. But the standings has provided us a peek at the inevitable Eastern Conference matchup between the Sixers and the Brooklyn Nets if they hold it. Together, Nets and Sixers are uh, two and one, respectively. Milwaukee is breathing down the necks of the of the Brooklyn Nets, but they do have that one game deficit to make up for. Uh, Ethan, let's just cut to the chase. When these two teams finally play, who's going to win? 
I'm just trying to think right now. I mean, I, I have no answer to your question. Fantastic. I guess I'll, I, I prefer the Sixers. I, I enjoy the nasty defense. Um, they, they're more playoffy to me, but I mean, the Nets are so talented, blah, 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 blah. Who cares? I'm trying to figure out if there are fattest potential in the skies, guys, beyond Harden among these two teams. Is Embiid in there? Was Embiid ever out of shape and then he got in shape, you know? I don't know if he's been in shape. (laughs) He's never been in shape. I feel like Tobias Tobias Harris slimmed down a little bit. (laughs) I'll tell you something. I recently, a few weeks ago, so it might be different, I saw Kyrie um, arguing with somebody and he just had almost no arm muscle for an NBA player. And you you would say, and he just looked totally different, almost emaciated compared to uh, what he looked like in Cleveland. Um, but he had just scored like a billion points. So I can't even tell you it's a problem. But he looks like well, somebody where... I wonder if that has to do with Ramadan. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not going to touch that. But that was a few weeks ago. That doesn't, that doesn't line up temporally. Oh, it was a few weeks ago. So. I thought you would say it was a few games ago. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, he's just, I mean, it seems like he is the, he's the all NBA can roll out of bed team. I, oh, I feel for sure. Kyrie. Yeah, no, he's, he's amazing. Uh, yeah, uh, he's so Marcus, president. Ethan's, Ethan's answer to who will win between the Sixers and Nets is, Kyrie Irving doesn't have any arm muscle. What's your answer? <laughs> that is. I haven't watched either team in a little while. I've been stuck in this this whole Warriors situation in the Western Conference. You know, I really uh I really think Kyrie has the best like I'm older than I look facial hair in the league, mm. right? Yeah. I like I like it's how really Kyrie can, he really he could really come out there and look like like the Uncle Drew thing is a little bit real. I like that. I like yeah. the scruffy, scruffy Kyrie looks mm-hmm. about 42 <laughs> yeah, and he still gives so you just buckets. To, just to recap, in the pick of Sixers versus Nets, should they make it to the, to face happen. each other in the playoffs, Ethan's answer is Kyrie doesn't have any arm muscle and Marcus's answer is I like his facial hair. Just I that's mean, it's got some legit scruff, right man. It's a legit scruff. Yeah, because because look, I'll tell you. you know, I it's agreed a on both counts. You know what? Is our muscle is lacking and it's legit scruff. <laughs> agreed on both counts. But somebody pick a fucking team. No, Jade, you have no. an answer here. I'm going. No, 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 I'm, I'm is, going with Philly. Yeah, yeah, we'll go Philly. But this is uh, look, nah. This he's is going Philly. I'm going NBA. Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. Duck season, rabbit season, rabbit season, duck season. But look, this is a credit to the NBA. This is a success of the play-in tournament, I believe, because usually around this time of year, Marcus and I might be perusing the league. We have been locked into Western Conferenceville of late because of this play-in tournament. We are even more myopically focused on the Warriors situation than usual, and people might criticize that we maybe pay a little too much to the local team. It's the NBA's fault. It's Adam Silver. It's Evan Wash. If LeBron James hasn't fired him, it's the play-in, man. We, we've abdicated our Eastern Conference duties. Oh, real quick. I got a theory on that. Okay. Mm. Obviously, yeah. LeBron was not happy with the play-in tournament. Or was he? Because you know what this does? Mm. This throws him into the whole conversation of like, look, no one's ever won the play-in tournament and then won the NBA championship. Right? So him mm. going, oh, I don't like this play-in tournament. All it does is add to the lore. The lore of what this potential title run could mean. I mean, wouldn't that be the case without the playing tournament? No seven seed has ever won a title. No, nobody. Right, but it, but it, but if they get the six seed, like no, nah, we've seen that. No, no, no. This is more dramatic. This is more dramatic than the seven seed. Yeah, the it's ex- more dramatic. The extra it's more game. Than a, the extra yes, game the extra is game. definitely. We had to play. An We're going to be the first team in. ever to get seventeen wins for a championship. Right? Marcus, yeah, for you, all I, I know, you. for all I know. 
they're going to purposely drop that game to the Warriors. And then have to win. Wow. Oh, and then have man. to win another game. They get two <laughs> extra games. And then they got to go beat the Utah Jazz. You know, that that grimy I'm for LeBron. Battle. I'm for LeBron volunteering for the toughest road ever to bolster his case. I'm, I'm with that. that that's kind of G. That's kind of gangster. Do we, do we think that's the toughest road? Because getting the sixth seed puts you against the Clippers. Hmm. Yeah. Or would you rather a play one. a jazz team where Donovan Mitchell hasn't played basketball in a month before he goes into the hey, throes of the man, NBA postseason? All I've been reading is it's impossible to score on the jazz because of Rudy Gobert. So that, I'm going to go with that being a tougher role. Yes, unless you can dribble a basketball 30 feet away. <laughs> that and is shoot just fine. from far away. Right. Right. Exactly. You all cannot right. score. Speaking of awards, take four. Oh, it's award season, baby. Finally. Uh, Finally. The end of the regular season is upon us, and it gives us one final shot at picking the awards. First up, MVP. Marcus, the award goes to? Damian Lillard. What? What? (laughs) Ethan. Damian Lillard. Let's go. Ethan, rookie of the year, goes to? LaMelo Ball. What? <laughs> so you know, Anthony Edwards over his last thirty-one games is averaging like twenty-five a game efficiently. Yeah, but he didn't make wow. he doesn't make crazy passes on Twitter though. No, that's true. Yeah, Lamelo has played forty-five games. Yeah, that's not a big deal. Not a big deal. That's fine. Coach of the year, Marcus, <laughs> Monty Williams. Okay, all right, Ethan, sixth I'm, man of the year. I'm going Thibs, by the way. Sixth man. Hmm. Sixth man. I don't know. Six man. I don't think Tom Thibodeau's got a great case for sixth man of the year. <laughs> I was, I was, well, I was just getting ready to say that. Like, he's always I, on the floor. His, his feet are like, always on the hardwood as he's yelling I'm at I'm sitting people. there thinking he never comes off the bench, though. I saw By a tweet way, from, what, that was a tweet from Jason right Concepcion. Jason Concepcion said, uh, said, I thought I heard my neighbor coughing, and it turns out it was Tibbs <laughs> on TV. <laughs> Oh, it was great because you have so few people in the arena in that Knicks Laker game. I mean, it doesn't even sound human. Some of the noises that come out of that man, and the refs somehow perfectly, perfectly. I mean, you'll just suddenly hear the play, and the ref goes, "Okay, timeout." They know that means timeout when when those guttural noises come from Thibodeau. I, I, I half expect him to clear his throat and a T bone comes out. Like, like it's, just, it's unbelievable, like how he can make those noises. It's it's uncanny. <laughs> Speaking yeah, of Stan Van that. Gundy, uh, did he pick a six man? By the way, he did not. No, he said, "I don't know." I didn't. I don't. I don't know. Six man. Like, what's your six man? Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, that's mm. good by me. Yeah. I mean, he scores a lot. I kind of. I mean, Jordan Clarkson had me uh, had me wondering if the whole approach to NBA offenses is wrong, and this whole sharing is caring idea of pass the ball around and everything else is just incorrect. No, I mean, just keep shooting it. His, his effective selfishness is like the the structure, the known quantity that the Jazz can just build everything around. Just knowing that he's always going to shoot lets them know where to be and how to operate. And it's it's functional it's functional selfishness that runs counter to everything that we've been told growing up. And uh yeah, for that alone, for that alone, Clarkson. Six man. Uh Marcus, most improved player. Oh man, um I gotta go Julius Randle. Yeah, I, I can't like believe I can't believe who this dude is. Uh, both yeah. of you, defensive player of the year. Ooh, should we go Homer? Should we go Homer? Draymond Green. 
Wow. You went Homer. Nah, I'm going. Wow. I'm going. I'm going Ben Simmons. I'm going Ben Simmons. Hmm. I guess go Bear. I don't know. I don't care. I mean, it's hard. I mean, again, this is the second category. Is it wrong that I've stopped carrying Zach? Is it wrong? I mean, this is getting existential. Is it wrong? I don't want them to make bad choices, mind you. I don't want them to make bad choices because it will make the players feel bad and feel like it's all for nothing. Uh-huh. But it's just, it's just I, the 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 arguments over it. Maybe I'm NBA Twittered out. I I don't know. Like, oh, where are you yeah, at? Yeah, you no, you can't it? pay attention to NBA Twitter. It's no. Somebody should have uh, told me that because I've been like reading all these articles trying to come up with an actual. <laughs> I feel like I didn't here. do the homework. I feel no. like I'm I'm at. Uh, I just at, read how. I'll say this: this is I the think, greatest defensive season of all time for Rudy Gobert. I just read a piece about it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not true. Uh, Rudy is definitely. <laughs> How you Rudy just going to dismiss this person's work like that? Like, it's like, no, it's not true. Like, come on, man. Because I've seen better defensive seasons. That's how I, I hope, know. I hope there's a friend. I hope there's a friend of ours who wrote that. Who was it? I don't know. I just hope it was a friend. I think it was like oh, a piece. I'll tell you what. Your work's fucking wrong if it is. Whoever you are, wherever that article is posted. Whoever you are, if you're, yeah. you're Rob Mahoney or whoever um, you are, if you're Chris Herring, you're, you're, yeah, it's wrong. Crazy. Wherever, whoever you are, it's absolutely wrong. But. I will say this. Rudy Gobert is going to win the award, even though everybody would rather have Bam out of bio because he's better on both ends of the floor. Okay, take five. Scoring title shenanigans. Shenanigans. That's what that's short for. Or something more sinister. (laughs) Wizards guard Bradley Beal and his wife put the full court press on Kent Bazemore after, after he had the goal. The unmitigated goal to dismiss Beal's Sunday night performance in which he dropped 50 points. That's 5-0. 50. The war words began when Bazemore spoke to the media about Curry standing in the season's scoring race. Jade, play the tape. Uh, it would be scary. 49 points in 29 minutes, though. That's that's unreal. And we got guys hurting hamstrings trying to keep up. So, yeah, I got to do some research on yeah. that. Oh, you got me, money. <laughs> Yul didn't take kindly to Bazemore's words. Neither did his wife from CBS Sports. Quote, mere hours before tip-off of the Wizards game against the Hawks, Kamaya Beal started tweeting about Bazemore. It began with her sharing Bazemore's career statistics, which are unimpressive compared to Beal. Things seemingly cooled off when she argued that he didn't need to put others down to make his point, which is, I mean, kind of the opposite of what she just did. But okay, hey. Then they got more heated when she tweeted, I'm mad we even given relevancy to someone most people don't even know was still in the league. <laughs> Goodness! <laughs> I that's need very, ointment for that that's very, <laughs> that's very... I'm Kenny Powers, and I'm very angry, and I can't control my emotions right now. <laughs> Ethan, is this much ado about nothing, or is this some part brilliant smokescreen? The powers that be have concocted for bringing Bradley Beal to the Golden State Warriors next season. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, he's an excellent player. There's a bit of redundancy, uh, so he's not exactly what the Warriors need, even though if you could get him for not a whole lot, you'd want it. But I'm just more focused on this whole the insanity of the situation. Maybe, look, it will be thought of as we're being homers on this particular thing. I will say this. I think we can all agree that Bazemore's joke was in poor taste. And we could understand if the response to it 
was a tweet from Bradley Beal or some comment in a press conference. But this was crazy. He was doing like an hour tweet storm uh, along with his wife. Ethan, just- Ethan, he retweeted a complex article that was quoting his tweets. What is in going on, In case you on, missed bro? him on his own timeline, here's this thing on his timeline. What is happening? What is going on? And then he did a media tour. Uh, the media tour, tour afterwards was oh like, wow. He's going, he, he, he's going on first take. And then and then Baseball's asked about it. He was like, yeah, I'm just going to watch Pe- Pe- Peaky Blinders and hang out with my wife. Anyway, see you guys. And it's just totally oblivious and just living his life and continuing on. It's very, very weird that's all that's my assessment i'm giving it uh a, an assessment of weird um and then on top of that i don't homer no homer whatever i, I feel like i'm not going to take the side of this person who's going to social media and saying my feelings are hurt it's very strange i mean yes you're right bradley beal is a better player by far than kent Bazemore, which is why it's strange that he's spending so much time on social media shrieking about how kent Bazemore <laughs> hurt his feelings I, I like, what are you doing who cares what, what's going on why are you and your wife engaged in this what what is happening I, I mean, I don't have a problem with her like defending her guy, right? I don't like I don't have Absolutely, that. Yeah. If someone went after my girlfriend, I'd roast their ass for an hour. Like that would be fine with yeah. me. But Marcus, I feel like Beal should have done the whole like I don't know who that is. I, yes. What what is first off? He missed the most epic troll. That that's that's the answer. That yeah. is the answer. The all hoop? of the media tour Bradley Beal did. All of his. His effort, grandiose effort to defame Kent Bazemore could have been accomplished in one simple, yo, who is that guy? And then that's it. <laughs> and then let let the followers do it. I feel like I'm with you. I don't mind the wife at all. Like, yeah, r- ride. You're like, you know, ride for your no, guy. But you don't you don't but, join her. Nah, he should have joined her. Either. It's it, it would be it, like it's if, beneath if, him. If, it's beneath if a, Steph, a superstar. If Steph during the finals would be like, "Yeah, you know what, Aisha, you're onto something. This is this is <laughs> yeah, a right. It's like you know, he he. It was beneath. It was beneath Bradley Beal to participate in that. Like he is a superstar. He is going to get a ridiculous contract he is supposed to be playing for championships right like that's next for him like getting into beast with dudes like he got owned twice essentially by baseball right like baseball first threw the shot in the comments which i i i'm with them i don't think it's good to be commenting on players yeah. injuries like that so you should so never comment on an injury I that understood. is poor, poor es- especially out. like this year right especially yeah. in these times like this dude sure. like you know you're you're i i get why bradley bill was mad yeah. and i and i felt like baseball should have been like my bad flag on me like I respect the veteran grind i no, understand he should have done he, that he well, he should have done that up until the point this whole media tour tweet yeah, storm yeah. happened, and then he and then he's could. totally within yeah, his rights. He couldn't do it at that point. And, the, and then at, at, at this point, I mean, Marcus, we often say the internet has a proportionality problem. It would seem that Bradley Beal <laughs> might have a proportionality problem as well. And then at that point, you're almost pot committed, and it's funny at that point when you're baseball to go, "Yep, not gonna apologize he did, anyway." He did see you to baseball <laughs> what he what Bill should have done. Baseball did to Bill what Bill should have done to him. He was just like, "Yo, I'm not even thinking about this dude. I'm about to go watch Peaky Binders and <laughs> and kick it with my wife. Like I don't I don't have time for who's this guy Zach. He hit, a a, he hit him. He hit him. He hit the the All Star." <laughs> 
possible score champ with yo who is this guy why is he why is he so bad he treated him like the bad rapper like this is epic epic trolling by base by the way epic troll yeah I, I think he's in the wrong but at the same time it is epic trolling. Yes. i'll also say this there is nothing wrong with going after the scoring title like there's mm. absolutely like if it's Dion waiters going after the scoring title then that's gonna be a problem right he's not that efficient of a player also not in the league right now so that'd be real tough to see him on the court taking all these shots but like Beal helps his team by scoring 50. Steph helps his team by scoring 50. There's no issue if those two guys go after the scoring title. Well, Beal, Beal almost operated like he has a guilty conscience or he something. He did. Like, That's nobody... the problem, right? It did sound like he's, <laughs> yeah. there's no way I'm not doing this for Steph <laughs> to chase Steph. What? And then he just yeah. does 15 interviews to like, back it no, up. Nobody was reacting to Bazemore's comments going, you know, he's on to no, something. No, everybody was <laughs> killing Baze. It was like, yeah, man, Baze, yeah. you out of pocket. It, you should not be saying, like, praising Steph should not be resulting in bringing up Bradley Bill's injury, like he he shouldn't like no. he shouldn't have said that. He should have raised his hand, but man, also, Bradley Bill went way way too far on the reply. We just we just praised your teammate for hunting triple doubles over the last four years to become the all time triple double <laughs> leader. Like, there's clearly we're okay with you hunting points if that's what it takes. I mean, frankly, the pain of it all, and maybe if we're doing further psychoanalysis. This is the pain of it all, and it might be why Bradley Beal has become one of the more sensitive players in terms of his own personal status. And it's that he's not really more famous than Kent Bazemore, even though he's amazing. And even though, you know, he doesn't have fame commensurate with his skill level, with his accomplishments. Okay, I'll and go maybe with that. That's he's part- definitely more famous than Kent Bazemore. He's though. 100% more famous than <laughs> But I will I mean, go I with to, his fame doesn't match I mean, his ability. I, I'll go with that. I, I mean, I would love to do a. I would love to do market research on this. Could we just go to some random state and go door to door, <laughs> go door to door? Yeah, Bradley Beal. I will say, I will let, let's rescind that. I believe Bradley Beal is more famous than Kent Bazemore, but the idea that he would even that that he would not be in the same league as these other guys uh, who are all stars, I think, is part of maybe part of what's happening, and maybe that's the frustration that we are seeing. But it is funny seeing how things are taken, how people, um, you know, join with the the better player and then sort of bully the lesser player and, and everything else, because I'm watching people just dump on Bazemore, show Harden crossing him up and hear his career points and everything else. Like he's some sort of loser. And I just think to myself, man, you know, I remember interviewing Kent Bazemore in his tiny apartment in Emeryville when he was just trying to make the Warriors team and try to put some good summer leagues together. And uh, he has gone on to make over $70 million That's in a, the yes. NBA. I don't, After, I, I don't, Kent Bazemore grew up in a house with no heat, no air conditioning. Like, yeah, like 50 in, people in his neighborhood. Like it is like yeah. I, that's what I'm saying, like, Bradley Bill. What are you doing? You you picked the wrong <laughs> you picked the you picked the wrong messaging for this guy. You really you just trashed the dude who made it from nothing off a summer league invite and got a low career. Like it, it's just bad PR is what it is. It's, it's bad PR. Zach, you should offer your services. Yeah, yeah. Help him. Um, but Kent Bazemore, I can at least offer my trash talking services. Jesus, Beal, like, like learn how to do it. What are yeah, you doing? Yeah. Like Anthony, Anthony Davis is pretty good with the trash talk recently, as an aside. But um, yeah, I, I, this is our assessment. We will give Kent Bazemore the Public Relations Award of the Week, not for getting himself in this mess with the uncouth comment, 
But fulfilling my uh, don't apologize, double down uh, rule uh, to oh, it always effect. ends with an Ethan rule. It always goes. It back does. Kent Bazemore this didn't apologize. This is one of my favorites. He, he didn't apologize. He didn't give in, and he's playing some of the best basketball of his life while oblivious to Bradley Beal's issues. He played it right after playing it wrong. Good recovery by Kent Bazemore. Well, he's never going to baze less, and that's ah. going to do it. For this edition of the Point of Contention of the Athletic NBA Show on the Athletic Podcast Network, make sure you're checking out all our shows, subscribe, review, and rating five stars, all that good stuff. Even if we made you angry by not agreeing with your take on your favorite player, your favorite team, you should show it to us by giving us a sarcastic five stars. Leave a five-star review with an insult in it. Make sure it's five stars. Make sure you subscribe to The Athletic to get all the great great coverage of the Golden State Warriors and the rest of the NBA and the rest of sports as they run their assault on the play-in tournament and the poor souls that have to play them after. For Marcus Thompson, for Ethan Strauss, for Jade Hoy, I'm Zach Harper. Keep it locked in on The Athletic. The Athletic.